6.30 Chad, live from the Grey Cup Festival. Uh, the party continues. Uh, great concert uh, going on tonight. I believe it's tonight. It's uh, it's Trooper. Uh, yes, it is. Kevin McConnell was saying how he was going to it earlier. and I uh, was really looking forward to it. Uh, it is Trooper, Kim Mitchell, and uh, Loverboy. That would be a terrific evening for sure. Uh, whether you're inside or outside at the festival site, you're having a good time because it's just spectacular. We are uh, pleased to be joined at our uh, location here at the 630 Ched Information Center, right, uh, right in the heart of it all, by uh, a couple of guys who have... Uh, I, it's, it's, I don't know what to call podcasts, a burgeoning uh, burgeoning industry, uh, if those are the correct words to use. Uh, it, it's become a big part of life now. And you two guys uh, both do it uh, in the CFL. Uh, we have Ryan Valentine uh, from the, what's, what are you called again? The uh, Horseman Radio yeah, Podcast yeah, yeah. Uh, from cflhorseman.ca. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, we, uh, we, got, uh, we got Andrew Hoskins. Uh, and, what, and you're uh, Eskimo Empire. Absolutely, yes. Eskimo Empire Podcast. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Your voice is hoarse. I wonder why. Um, you know, the last few days I've done a lot of yelling over oh, loud music, okay. and uh, I blew out my voice on Thursday. This is a bad week to do it, <laughs> but I should recover in about five days after the Grey Cup is done. All right, uh, let's. I'm going to start with you, Andrew, because I know Ryan's answer. Uh, prediction for the Grey Cup. What do you think? Um, Am I supposed to care? Or? I no, I'm going to go with. Uh, We're all fighting that battle, my friend. <laughs> I know, I know. I, you know what? I'm just. I'm going with. I have to go with my heart and just say, I'll. I hope that Ottawa wins, but I don't know if I'll be cheering a lot. But I, I'm hoping that Ottawa wins. Plus, it's more fun that I pick Ottawa when Ryan is standing beside me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Ryan, obviously, uh, I'm going to guess you're going to call the Stampeders to win. Yeah, I think uh, if there's one thing we learned this season, it's that Ottawa is really proficient at kicking field goals. Uh, uh, so I expect to see that a lot on Sunday. Um, you know, they're they're just not going to do better than Winnipeg's offense. The best offense in the league couldn't cross the 29-yard line. What's to make you think the Red Blacks are going to be able if to? If you're going to go stuff like that, we can just say the Stampeders have been pretty proficient in doing what on Grey Cup Sunday? I can't. Uh... <laughs> well, they, they, they win about half the time. Half the and, time and we've okay. lost the last two. Yeah. Uh, and as uh, a co-host on the Eskimo Empire show pointed out to me earlier today, that uh, any team that's gone to three back-to-back Grey Cups and lost the first two always won the third. It's happened every single time no, that it's happened in CFL history. No, Montreal uh, lost all three well, in the 50s. That's yeah, true. Well, Montreal's Ryan won't give you the mic, by the way. Just in general. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah I, can, I can make up facts from here that you can't easily check on Google. And, uh, and Andrew can't get away from the microphone. I'm going a little wedding singer at the moment. Stampeders have had an interesting year, though, this year. And, and I talked when, when they arrived at the hotel. I was at the hotel when they arrived, and, and I put the Tabo Levi Mitch. I said, adversity. You, this team has not had any adversity until this year. Over the last three years, everything's just fallen into place for them. And the most adversity they had was trying to decide who not to play in the last two games to rest them for the playoffs because they had everything. They were home and cool. This year was a lot different. They had to win that game to get first place. And the injury situation was incredible. Uh, I've seen worse last year here, but the injury situation, especially at the receiving core, was just incredible. Uh, that's probably made them a stronger team and a better team because they've had to go through that. Yeah, Calgary's top four receivers uh, got injured. Uh, Devaris Daniels now pulls back into the lineup, so we will see him uh, for the Grey Cup tomorrow. Um, so it's exciting to kind of get him back, and Eric Rogers was a part of that uh, injury crew as well, and he's going to be back on the field. But when you look at weapons like Kamar Jordan and Reggie Bagleton and, and even what Marquise Ambles was 
was able to do in that spot. He had five straight games with a touchdown catch. Um, so that he's not playing will speak to the caliber of receivers that will be on the field. But I think you're right. Having to go into that final week of the season with a win or go to Saskatchewan, um, a win or go to Saskatchewan mantra, I mean, that's, that's pretty heavy. Nobody wants to go to Saskatchewan for any reason at all. Uh, so being able to win the game and prevent themselves from having to get to Regina, I think, was a big deal for this team. And it showed. Uh, they played a very good Winnipeg team last week, and, and they dominated. All right, uh, for both of you, how's, how's your week been? You've enjoyed the, it's been, uh, Andrew, you're a, a local guy, so the toughest thing for all the people locally is you got to drive home every night, and it's usually a half an hour to get home, and then you got to get up a half an hour earlier to get here. Nothing's a five-minute walk away from your hotel, but it's been a great week, hasn't oh, it? Oh, you know what? It's been amazing. I mean, I mean, my voice is an attestment to how good the week <laughs> has been, but, um, you know, the thing is, is that, I've, I've been to, this is my eighth Grey Cup that I've been to, uh, all around in different cities. And I've not, I mean, I know it sounds like a homer. You should be good. You're good with this, Ryan. But I, I love the party that Edmonton puts on. And when you come down here, like the size of this festival in itself, even, like taking away even from all of the parties that are there every mm. year and you want to go to them all, the size of the festival is amazing. And there is something for everybody. I, I, I can't stress that enough because I've been to Grey Cups where it has been very either you know more of adult party focused or you've have a little bit of a blend with kids and, and different options but this has got something for everybody and you just see so many people having a fantastic time uh, doing it so I, I think it's been an amazing festival so far. Well and you look how, how the festival has changed now and how the how the Grey Cup process has changed it's Absolutely. it used to be okay so the Eskimos have the Grey Cup the league would say there you go we're walking away now thanks that's, thanks very much that's right thanks very much but now it's a partnership it's the team that is hosting it is the league that helps out as well and it's the eight other teams that have input absolutely so it this does feel like very much a community and a family uh, this week well, and i think they really built on the fact that we've been saying that for years right you go to gray cup to see those people that you only see once a year that right. are your family members <laughs> and they know i think it was five years ago they started a, a thing on the wednesday night which is like a meet and greet for people who came in early right and for us as podcasters we've gone to a couple of those three of those now and it's amazing you see every team color and every person is there and everybody's hugging and it's it's you've got your family back and now it didn't feel like it was just that wednesday night it feels like it's carrying through the entire week and it's i, I think i think they've done a marvelous job of that tell me about how the, the the podcast world has really grown and and you know we get you got the canadian football podcast network which you both are a part of yes and and also you're accepted by the league and by the teams and I know I mean the Eskimos have done a lot of work to include you Absolutely. I don't know uh, well the stamp you're here the Stampeders have done a lot of work with with uh, with you as well but tell me about how this is growing okay well I what I can say is that I've seen a huge increase in the past couple of years of recognition um, and I think like you said the league 
realized that there was some potential there as well mm -hmm. and that we're reaching fans on a on a different level right which is fine because we're fans ourselves right mm -hmm. so i mean we you know ryan can go on and say they're getting the calgary stampede is gonna be 18 and 0 every year and everybody <laughs> thinks it's great you know like that's and that's why they want to listen everybody. right <laughs> well, not everyone that listens to him okay. let's be clear yeah oh well i wait i listen but I listen. yeah that's true yeah I, you're right anybody who wears red just solely red yeah anyway um but i do think that it is a different perspective and so they started to see that we were getting that interaction with fans and that same thing is what they're they're shooting for so let's work together and make this a lot bigger and ryan's been doing this a lot longer than me so he can even speak to how much it grew um since he started but i know like team wise the teams are now starting to you know kind of say hey these these guys are we're in it for the good right reasons right so that's mm -hmm. why we're getting that. ryan the league is kind of put their arm around you guys a little bit and, and I don't, legitimize isn't the word I want to use but it's the only one that's coming to my head right now it's kind of it's kind of made you guys uh, a little bit more a little bit more important and, and allowing you to get access to players access to practice you guys both get media passes right uh, for this week so that, that shows you right there that they're they're obviously welcoming you guys yeah I think at this point we've got um, you you said legitimize and it was actually an, entirely the right word uh, when when you look at what when we started started we we started in the 2008 season um when most people had no idea what a podcast even yeah. was we were just four guys in the kitchen talking about the stampeders and a couple seasons later we reached out to the team and said hey we'd love to have a player guest if we could and we had moved to a bar for a little while so it was a little more acceptable to get somebody out uh you know then you're not sending them over to our house or anything but now that's exactly what happens i had bo levi mitchell the starting quarterback the mop of the league was sitting in my basement talking about football for two hours with us uninterrupted commercial free and everything a week before the great cup he was in my house just hanging out talking about football and i think that's what really kind of shows to me that the league has embraced us at that level when they say yeah sure that we have no problem with these guys just doing your show wherever your show is uh, that's cool. And he got out of your basement. That's the main thing we want to make sure we get out he, there. He right? was yeah. able to escape. Uh, I don't know if he snuck a hairpin in or something. Have but, you been uh, in Andrew's basement? Have you been I, to the dungeon I've, yet? I've yes. been to the turf district a couple times, misnamed, um, you know, as he doesn't actually have <laughs> turf in his turf district, unlike the Horseman Studio, uh, where we've got uh, McMahon Stadium turf on the ground. Oh. But uh, wow. nevertheless... Andrew's appalled uh, right now. because Well, you won't give him the mic, so I have to... Exactly. Interpret. He's shaking he's, his he's head. He's got to live through the He's nodding and talk about why my my studio is better than his, <laughs> even though his is substantially. I could just grab the mic. Logically you know. superior to mine. <laughs> I remember, if you don't give up the mic when you're supposed to, your credentials will be uh, yeah, taken away. Revoked. Oh, okay. Okay. All we need is an intern now to come in here. Okay, uh, last one before I let you guys go. And thanks for dropping by. I appreciate it. Tell me about these uh, these uh, these trading cards that you got out this year. This whose idea was this? Um, this was mostly. Uh, I mostly super fan Mike, who's on our show, um, but uh, I worked with him. He did all the design. I chased down all the podcasters to get some pictures and get some team photos. And we thought we wanted to have something for the network that showed, hey, there's there's 13 of us together that are all doing CFL stuff. And what better way? And and of course, then we had some fun with it. All the pictures are, I mean, our sports are, you know, drinking beer and eating popcorn. So it's it's fun to have pictures like that. And and then people who are listening are now realize okay well that's what that person looks like so uh, 
Mike really got behind designing. He's very good with all those types of design things, which I am not. And I'm really good at saying, okay, I need all these people to come and let's get this on board and let's make this happen. And we ended up with um, about just under 600 packs of cards wow. um, to hand out that we've been handing out throughout the Grey Cup week. We've got tons still to give away between tonight and a bit tomorrow. So it's uh, it's really been a lot of fun. So if you're down here and you see your favorite podcaster, ask him for a pack. Uh, yeah, just focus on the shoulder and we'll give you a pack and and, uh, and we want to, and you know, subscribe to the show, and we'll, and we make it too. Well, <laughs> and Andrew gave us packs. I, I got Andrew in my set. Yeah, so I, I believe you got the horseman in your set. I win. I got the horseman in here. So, oh well, uh, we can ask Ryan to sign it for lucky you. Lucky yeah. me. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks for coming over, Ryan. Thanks, I appreciate it. Uh, Absolute pleasure, anytime. I, uh, good to see and, you guys. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. Enjoy the festivities. Have a good night tonight, and be safe. It's a jungle out there. Absolutely. So, thanks, guys. All right, guys. Thanks very much. Uh, hey, one more. Just give me. Where do you, where do you find? Your stuff just oh sure yeah uh, you can find us uh, if you go on the website it's eskempire.ca all of our links are there and you can find it all on google or itunes or whatever but our our, our actual show links are right on that site as well okay right. yeah and if you go to cflhorseman.ca we've got uh, the the podcast as well as a, a fan forum on there and then uh, you can also look on any any uh, podcast provider uh, just search for Horsemen Radio and that's men plural Horsemen Radio and uh, you can find all, all of right. our shows there uh, awesome Ryan Andrew thanks for coming on guys appreciate it guys. Uh, alright uh, we're down here at the festival site we're going to take a break be back uh, we got lots more coming your way when we return uh, we are uh, at the information the 630 information center here on the festival site come and say hi knock on the windows and make some faces at us and we'll wave back to you uh, my name is Morley Scott Dave Campbell's here Natalia Jay's here Blake Dermott's here he's got a friend as well we might uh, talk yeah, to him yeah. when we come back uh, as well. He's wearing a Hall of Fame jacket, too. That's pretty cool. Uh, we'll be back with more on 630 Chat. 6.30 Chat, live from the Grey Cup Festival. Back at the 6.30 Chet Information Center. Morley Scott along with Dave Campbell getting you set. Man, we've been going all day. Halsey for a couple of hours. We're here till 6 o'clock. We're back tomorrow uh, between the hours of 2 and 4 for a uh, pregame show. Don't forget, too, if you want uh, to win a couple of tickets to tomorrow's Grey Cup game, follow the 6.30 Chet Instagram story. Go to Instagram. Get get on uh, Instagram and follow the uh, 6.30 Chet story. We're giving out some clues right now, and you're going to end up uh, somewhere, and you're going to get some tickets. So uh, we'll talk to probably the winner uh, later on in the program today as well. So uh, if you want to win some tickets to uh, the Great Cup game tomorrow, go to the Instagram stories section uh, of uh, 630 Chad's Instagram page. And we're here in part brought uh, in part by uh, Jiffy Lube. When uh, While you get playoff ready, they make sure your vehicle is winter ready. Visit JiffyLubeService.ca. And we're also here for uh, Crystal Glass because it's not just a quarterback who appreciates a clear view. Call 310-GLASS or visit CrystalGlass.ca. And uh, Blake Dermott uh, is here as well. Uh, Blake, uh, how are you doing? You know what? I'm, I'm doing well, wait, wait. I'm not doing good because oh, I'm okay. Is that better? I'm yeah. doing fine. I, uh, I'm almost at my breaking point uh, <laughs> with respect to uh, energy level. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm teetering on the, on the brink. You are the only one sitting down here. I know. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. And I might not get up. You did. Uh, you <laughs> yesterday emceed the, uh, the Legends luncheon. Yeah. And I've heard several reports that you, uh, you knocked it out of the park. 
Well, I, I, I appreciate that. I it was. I don't uh, know if they're true or not. No, I just I, heard it. Yeah. I, th- those reports were all coming from my family members. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, no, I. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, it was. A, it was a great event. I thought it went uh, really well. But uh, um, I, it's like those. Like they always say, you know, you do a big event like that. I'm glad it was over because yeah. it was. There was. It was. It was. It was great to see a lot of the players, guys that I'd uh, played against, some of the people I'd never met before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was. That was fantastic. But the uh, the event itself, I think, went off really well. All right, uh, you got a friend here. Yeah. Yeah. Rod, Rod Conop. Uh, Rod was at the event. Rod I think he's going to make Rod bend over to. No, talk I'm going to give. I'm going to give Rod the mic. But oh, okay. I, I can let Rod tell you guys how good everything was. Okay. And Blake has stayed sitting, by the way, and passing the microphone. Rod Conop now has the mic. Hey, Rod. Uh, hi. How are you guys? Doing? It's good to see you. Well, I'm glad to be here. I uh, uh, I could attest to Blake's energy level. I felt the same sort of things, and I didn't have to MC uh, an event for uh, 1,500 people. But I said to my wife this morning, uh, there was four events yesterday, and there was. Uh, set of events today, I said, great cups for younger people. <laughs> I, uh, I, I did end up in the spirit of Edmonton Suite last night, so maybe that had something to do with it, but um, it's uh, it's just been go, 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 and it's been, uh, you know, really enjoyable, though. Yeah, how cool is it to see this site? I mean, this everyone everyone who's been to a great cup before says that this yeah. outmatches anything they've seen before. Yeah, I, I was just saying to Blake just a moment ago that I think that they've pulled off something that's just brilliant, yeah. and I almost think that they've stumbled into it a little bit because I think if Churchill Square hadn't been yep. under construction, then we would have been repeating sort of what was there in 2010, which was great. But I don't think anybody had any concept of how excellent, you know, and how enjoyable this was going to be like a at the uh, zip line out over into the valley. You know, it's, 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 it's really something. Did you enjoy doing that? I uh, haven't done it. Uh, I, I Remember, would, energy level, breaking yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> I would do it, but uh, just maybe not right now. Uh, uh, who are you calling in the game? Um, well, Can I, you really I, pick Calgary? I, as I said earlier, <laughs> I'm not picking one or the other. Okay. Or I'm not pulling for one or the other. But I struggle to think that the Calgary Stampeders, is, that it's not lost on them, that they have missed an opportunity to be considered a dynasty. They've been there so many times. And I, I just can't imagine they're going to lose three in a row because they've got a lot of talent. They've got a good coach, good uh, leadership, mm-hmm. good talent. So I, I, I kind of expect them to win. Whoever wins is the team of the decade, really. I mean, these teams have been here for so many times over the last five years. I mean, whoever wins tomorrow really puts a mark on that half-decade span. That I seems guess. like a weird thing to say, considering Ottawa's... How long have they been around? Five years. Yeah. Five yeah. years. 2014, yeah. yeah. They've got three first-place finishes. This is their third Grey Cup. They've been in the playoffs the last four years. Yeah. They've, they've yeah. done it right, haven't they? Well, I think the league took it seriously when they uh, were going to expand back into Ottawa and made it possible for them to win fast by letting them get a good quarterback. And and now they've had development time and they've taken advantage of that. Um, They've probably got a special coach there. I mean, he comes from good stock, right? Yeah, absolutely. uh, The time will tell. Yeah, what's your uh, what's your take on the Halifax situation? Uh, oh, I, I I just hope that comes together because uh, I think the enthusiasm that'll come out of there is exactly what uh, we need right now. Mm-hmm. While you figure out what's going on in in Toronto, for instance, and hope that Montreal comes back with by getting competitive. I think the the fan base there will will come back if they're competitive. But uh, yeah, out of, out of Halifax to the to the whole thing, I think it's important. And I love the fact that it's not the Halifax whatever's it's the atlantic schooners because 
I love that yeah. the whole rep, that the whole area, the region, the Maritime Canada is represented. It, it's and, it's and fantastic. It, you know, they they haven't played a game, but it's not like they're new to the whole Grey Cup. Thing. No, they've they've, been, oh. they've had a presence for uh, I think fifteen twenty years. Yeah. So. Well, they, when was it? Nineteen eighty four. They were awarded the team. Right? That became the Atlantic Schooners, and that team lasted about two weeks. They never played a game. They never got off the ground. But the CFL actually awarded them the team, and they became the Schooners. And they've had a presence. At that happened in 84? I think it was It was uh, in the 80s. Something like that, that, yeah. I have to check with Blake because he, he's guys, my memory. Blake would like the mic you back. You two guys probably played in the league last I, time there was a Yeah, I, I remember uh, our, the CFL Players Association uh, rule book that they – not the Players Association rule book, the CFL rule book that had a uh, mention of the Schooners in it. And – and uh, and there, it was had, it, with respect to being traded. If you got traded from Edmonton to Calgary, you got so much money for moving expenses. If you got traded from BC to Halifax, it was five or six thousand dollars. That was in print in the book, <laughs> and that was back from the early '80s. I do remember that. That's a long way. Yeah. So that's a uh, yeah. You know. So you, that's all you got. But you know, 35 years ago or whatever it was, uh, you, you're you, they were already accounting for moving costs if somebody got traded. So oh, like, it's great that we're right on the cusp of having a national league. Yeah, uh, like indeed. true. Coast to coast. That's great. Uh, I'm overtime here. we got to head to the news. Rodcom, thanks for coming by. I appreciate it. It's great to talk to you. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of the week or what's what's left of the celebration. My, my pleasure. Here. Thank you very much. Good to All see right, you, Rod. Uh, Hall of Famer, Rod Connip. Uh, our Hall of Famer is Blake Dermott. Natea uh, uh, is here as well. And he's got a teammate with him who Natea is going to interview <laughs> when we come back. Darrell Walker is in the hizzy, as you kids say. Uh, we'll talk to Darrell Walker uh, when we come back. You're listening to our special Great Cup coverage from the festival site, the 630 Chet uh, Information Center. My name's Morley Scott. Dave Campbell's here. Uh, Blake Dermott's here. Natea Jay's here. And Terrell Walker will join us when uh, we come back. 6.30 Chad, live from the Grey Cup Festival. Chet Information uh, 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 Studio here, uh, the Information Center, right on the Jasper Avenue, right in the middle of it all here for a Great Cup Festival. It's just been a fantastic few days. Just a reminder, we're still looking to give away those two tickets to the game. Uh, get on the 630 Chet Instagram page, uh, go to the stories section and follow the story. I'll give you a hint, if you're if you're buying something with the Great Cup yeah. uh, Festival logo on Need it, some swag? You, if you're getting some swag, you might have yeah. a chance to win some tickets if you just go over to, you know, where they sell the swag, yeah. right? All right. It's on, it's on the festival that's, site. That's all we're going to yeah. tell you. That's all we're going to tell you. A couple of tickets for the game tomorrow are uh, on the line. Uh, get on the 630 Chet Instagram page and uh, follow the instructions. Um, Natea Jay's been with us for the last couple of days. Natea, first, got to say, I've really enjoyed uh, being around you this week. You've done a great job doing your interviews. We've heard a couple of them today. We'll hear a couple more tomorrow on our pregame show, and Natea will be with us in studio tomorrow. And you have crushed media meals like a boss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've done a good job with that. learned all about the media <laughs> meals. Uh, he likes those. we got another one tomorrow, too. Oh, <laughs> so, I can't wait for that. So, uh, you know, that's uh, now you know why we look this way, right? Because <laughs> yeah. they keep giving us free food all well, the time. Well, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, not only have you been, you've been, you've always been a good interview. You've always been a fun guy to talk to. You've done some pretty good interviews. You've had some story ideas to do. You were great on our videos that we've done. Now you're acting as a producer. You're pulling in the big fish. You're getting the big guests in here. They always say in football, the more you can do, the better you are. Exactly right. <laughs> the more you can do. And you've done a lot for us. And uh, you brought in a guy that everybody knows. Yeah. Uh, a few of you guys might know. Uh, he goes by 87, uh, Doral Walker. And I have uh, one of my good friends from back home as well, uh, uh, Blair Smith, number 48, with me. Perfect. All right. Well, interview him then. Come All right. On, talk to him. Well, uh, Blair, you guys are guys that uh, have won great, a great cup here in Edmonton. And uh, since the great cup is in Edmonton, can you guys share some of your, your, your best memories of uh, when you guys had the great cup uh, victory in uh, 2015? Uh, 
my most memorable memory is me just holding a, I think they would caught a picture of me holding a great cup above my head, just yelling. It was, it was just a dope and just amazing feeling. And uh, just to be there in them conditions, like throughout that year, you know, I was on practice squad, you know, six games or whatever, and then ended up getting rookie of the year. It was just an amazing year and just a special moment for me as my life transitioned as far as pro football. So, you know, it was just a, a great atmosphere and just a blessing to be there. And you talk about transition. Blair, you had a big transition that year as well. It was your rookie year and coming into the CFL. Can you talk about that and, and how it ended with the victory? Yeah, no doubt I was a rookie just like Walk that year. And uh, we were just lucky to come into such a great squad, great group of guys. And uh, we just put it together down the road. And, uh, man, I was just lucky enough to be a part of it, man. Like, just, <laughs> just trying to make my impact plays wherever I can and uh, get on the field, be there for a glorious moment for the city of Edmonton and the Eskimos. We loved it. I want to interrupt uh, and ask a question. Is there one play for both of you that stands up that you remember, a play that you made or a play that you saw that stands out from that game that you're going to remember forever? For sure. Uh, we ran uh, just about midfield. We ran a fake punt that game. And uh, my role being uh, primarily special teams, like that one sticks with me. Anytime you can convert a fake and uh, in a huge game like that, like it was crucial. So we, we definitely took that and I uh, think that helped us win that game for sure. Darrell? Uh, I would say really the most memorable play, it wouldn't be a play that I really – uh, ran around and caught a ball. It was a play where we had a big-time penalty. It was a pass interference later in the game down the field. Uh, I think I was trying to come back for a ball, and a guy pretty much tackled me. So a very, very, very important penalty in that game, and, and I think we were scored on that drive, and it put us in a very, very good position. Was that position, the one where so. Kenny Stafford convinced Jones to throw the flag? I think so. I think it was something like that. That was a funny moment, man. It was it was hilarious. <laughs> if you know Kenny, with Kenny, if you know sure. Kenny Stafford, then yeah. you know Did any of you guys that hear that conversation special. at all? Like, <laughs> I don't want to be a part of those conversations. <laughs> uh, Kenny can hold his own. He's good. <laughs> so weather, guys, weather and uh, footwear and uh, field conditions have been a big topic this week. Uh, can you guys tell me what the players from both sides are, are having to deal with this week? Because you guys, in 2015, the Grey Cup was a freezing condition. So tell me about what guys uh, have to deal with this week. I just hope the heaters are working for them because when oh, we came out, oh heaters, <laughs> we're looking across the field. No and when it, they, those guys look like... Uh, they're having a campfire over there, <laughs> yeah. roasting and, marshmallows. And we, we went out. We went out early, what like 15, 20 minutes early, because they yeah. had the ceremony. So we out there freezing our balls off. Freezing, like, yeah, literally, bro. <laughs> like literally cold, bro. And you know I don't wear sleeves, right. so right. Yeah, <laughs> we try to soldier through. But really, I'm like, what am I doing right now? Right. So what, what's <laughs> your mindset up, when man. you know, you know, maybe your footwear is not going to be 100, uh, percent or or even the weather isn't going to be 100. percent What's your mindset going into the game? I mean, you're really not even trying to think about those types of things. You're just trying to be in the best position to make the plays you need to make. Um, footing, I mean, it is what it is. We've been dealing with these kind of things for our career. You get wet games, you get muddy games, all those right. kinds of things, like all the way from your 10 years old to now. So you just got to adjust and uh, be the best yeah, you could be. For sure, adjustment. Like you said, adjustment, yeah. I would say, would be the biggest factor into uh, playing in these conditions. As you know, the field would be very slippery and just knowing like what you can and can't do, yeah. knowing your limitation in this in this condition, I feel like would, would be a big part of it. You know? That's it, understanding like the way ball security is gonna play into a huge game like this. I, I mean, it's, you know, you just gotta be a little bit more uh, careful at any given moment, those types of things, so, right. Uh, Darrell, I know you're, you're more on the offensive side. Uh, tell me about uh, these defenses because that's what you focus on. Tell me about Ottawa's defense a little bit and, and tell me about Calgary's defense, what what the opposition have to uh, think about this week. Uh, I think they're similar, very similar in ways uh, as far as the defense structure goes, as far as their front seven, as far as the, the D-line and the linebackers. I, I feel like they're pretty similar in ways. Um, they got great tacklers within that 
them them within that area, or so to speak. But as far as the DBs and so, uh, I feel like Ottawa's DBs, they fly around a little bit more, and you know, uh, uh, right there as soon as you turn around, they, they you know they're they're, more, they're known to be more hitters more than Calgary defenders. You know, that's what I would say would be the biggest thing just to see how Ottawa receivers goes out there and do versus Calgary's uh, uh, defensive players and how. And how uh, Calgary receiver goes out there and do, does versus Ottawa's uh, defender. So that's what's going to be the biggest part of the game to me because I feel like both teams have great D lines and and and, and good linebackers who fly around. And, and Blair, vice versa. Tell me about you know, both offenses. You know, you probably looked at them on film and studied them, and you know, tell me some of the X factors and things that you know are going to cause problems this week. Well, either one of these these, uh, these groups, they they got the opportunity to blow it wide open at any given moment. So. Uh, you know what to expect out of these quarterbacks. They they play at a high level. I mean, uh, Harris. Uh, we're looking for him to do the do something in the big games. We're we're watching it last week, and uh, they want to see it again. Out of those those Ottawa fans are definitely looking for that. And uh, Bo, we know he just got the MOP for the second time, so we know what he's capable of. Yeah. They got they got great backs on both sides. Yeah. But uh, myself personally, I'm always watching special teams, right? Yeah. So yeah. you want to see who's going to make the play, what returners potentially going to blow the game wide open because you get something on special teams, you get a block punt, block kick, that's going to sway things. So yeah. that's what I'm watching for sure. Yeah, and that's and that's where defense comes in, and, uh-huh. and you know it's going to be an interesting sight to see. That like you say, defense. special team is going to be the factor in this game. Yeah, um, I'm excited to, to watch it. For yeah, sure. for sure, it'll be a good. One. Yeah. And then, no, last but not least, uh, Calgary, they're, they're in our locker room. And we talked about that all year, not having somebody else in our locker room, right? So it, it's very interesting to have that red. You know, we don't wear red you know, during the season, right? And to have them in our locker room, what, what, what does that make you feel like? Oh, man, I saw some stuff on, on Instagram today. It was just making me sick, man. Give me a little upset in the stomach. <laughs> I know I saw we saw Pops yesterday, and he was saying how sick we are about it. And uh, I don't know. We just try to make it never happen again. So, yeah. and then I've been telling people all week, you know, like next year the Great Cup game is in Calgary. Uh-huh. So exactly what they're doing in our locker room yeah, is what we're going to be doing in the locker room. Yeah, Darrell, right. <laughs> yeah, I asked Blair how it made him feel to have Calgary in our locker room. But what, 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 what are your thoughts on that? I just, uh, man, it. it, it Hurts my feelings just to that's it. <laughs> just it's to think about it, it honestly, <laughs> man. Because you know there's probably nothing but red and black in there, you know. So <laughs> uh, I'm used to you know you know seeing the green and gold, you know. It's but you know they respects to them, you know respects to Calgary and Ottawa, you know. Um, they made it this far for a reason this year, and you know um, you know all the luck to them tomorrow. Yeah, all the best to everybody competing tomorrow, man. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for coming coming by. Appreciate it. Uh, before we let you go, uh, just off season plans. What do you got going on, Blair? Anything special? Just hanging out. Hanging out. Going working back. out. Yeah, working out. Trying to be the best version of myself for next season. Uh, you know, we we've got the same goal every year. We come into it. So you want the ultimate prize. Um, so just try and get in the best shape possible. Other than that, enjoy some family time around the holidays. Go back home for uh, back to Mississauga for a little bit. But uh, I'll be back out in Edmonton for the majority of it. So. Darrell, uh, you going home uh, soon or? Going home probably uh, coming up this next week. Yeah. Probably Monday or Tuesday sometime. Um, about to get back to training and going down that route. Um, getting back to, you know, figure out my nutrition. <laughs> my nutrition thing this year, this all season, you know, I plan to uh, switch up a few more things and just to figure out, just figure out ways to incorporate, you know, more things that I can do better on the field. You know, always I'm always trying to, I'm always willing and able to build in every aspect of every game, whether it's getting in and out of my routes, whether it's catching the football, you know, whether it's blocking, any of that, you know. So there's going to be a lot of emphasis on just getting better and becoming the best version of myself as. Yeah. 
just quickly, we've talked a lot about football and stuff and Grey Cup memories and, and your thoughts about the game and, and red and white, gross red and, red and white in your green and gold <laughs> locker room. But uh, we were talking off air about what do you think of the festival? Like, what do you, what, what, what do you think of this whole setup? Uh, Blair, we'll start with you. Yeah, I loved it, man. Uh, a couple days ago when it got got going, I'm driving down, uh, driving through the city, pull up, and I was just blown away immediately. Uh, setup's incredible. Everybody that came together and was able to do this, uh, respects to you and uh, appreciate you for it because uh, the city of Edmonton, the people deserve it. Uh, I think the the organization, they deserve it. We And, uh, I mean, the whole league deserves it. The country deserves it. So uh, if we can do this and make this the, the standard and have this the precedent and uh, have every city look to replicate this going forward, it'll be a great thing for the league. So Right. It's, it's, it's awesome and amazing. You see people from all over, all over Canada, all over everywhere, just meeting all kind of fans from everywhere. I think I actually spoke to some Calgary and some Saskatchewan <laughs> fans a little earlier. You know, just just out having a great time and just interacting with everyone. And that's the most that's the most important part of me is the people. So um, just seeing everyone out here look like they're having fun. I Everybody mean, the conditions probably could time. be a little better for sure. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's it's a beautiful sight to see, and you know, it's it's a beautiful thing for the city of Edmonton. And you know, I'm just happy that I was able to make it back up here and experience it. And, uh, yeah, before we let you guys go, can you just uh, give uh, some of the Edmonton fans some closure on the season, just reflect on the season and, and why the reasons why we're going to be better next year? Look at that. Natay's throwing the hard balls now. He's getting the hang of it. I like Blair, it. I'll let you start off on this one. <laughs> Man, that's tough. Uh, I mean, when you guys asked us about the offseason, the first uh, first things we were looking to mention was uh, getting better and getting back to our training, right? So uh, just off of that, getting back in, into the routine of things, don't panic. And we understand that uh, things happen as professional football, so things aren't always going to go your way. So you know, uh, stick to your guns, know what works for you, and uh, try and develop uh, where you saw your weaknesses were and strengthen your strengths. So uh, we go from there and just come in. Uh, uh, sound cliche and mention it for the third time uh, here, but uh, best version of ourselves. Everyone comes back that same way. Management, coaches, players, all of that. And uh, just just know that desire is, that, is there for uh, get the victory for ourselves as a group and for the city. So we, we want to do it. We want to put on a show for you guys, and uh, we really feel that. So Right, just trust right. us. <laughs> um, I would just say, you know, we started off, you know, we just weren't able to finish strong like the way we started, like how we always do late in games. We always come back and finish strong. Um, that's what that's what makes me so proud of this team. We have a lot of fighters on this team who, you know, can, whatever the conditions are in the game or whatever position we are in the game, we don't we don't stop playing to the to the clock strikes zero. So, and I feel like that's the team is full of guys like that. So. With that being said, I feel like this offseason is going to be very vital to a lot of guys. You know, a lot of guys are going to have a chip on their shoulder. Things didn't go the way we planned. The Great Cup is here. We 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 expect it to be there, and things didn't turn out that way. You know, sometimes, you know, life doesn't fall in your favor. So, you know, what can you do? Nothing but just prepare for next year and make yourself better and try to figure out things to do as a whole. So, I mean, it's unfortunate the season went as it did. We had guys that got injured, and it affected our season as well. So, just hoping to see what next year has to bring. All right, uh, Darrell Walker, Blair Smith, thanks for coming by, guys. Appreciate it. It's great to hear some memories and talk to you guys. Uh, have a great off season, and for hopefully sure. we'll see you. Might I give uh, a little shout out just to the? Mind if I give a little shout out to the Edmonton fans real quick? You do it right just, now. Uh, yes, I uh, I loved our journey in 2015 to the Grey Cup, but my favorite memory was that West Final out here. Anyone that was a part of that run remembers that West Final in front of that Edmonton crowd. That thing was nuts, man. I feel that every time I think about it. So uh, any of you guys that are heading to the game tomorrow, uh, give these players the same 
same feeling, man. I know it's not uh, not your boys, it's not us out there, but uh, go ahead and give these guys a same type of environment, that same feel tomorrow, and show them what Edmonton could do. So, yeah. preferably yeah. Ottawa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well said, Blair. Thanks for dropping by. Appreciate yeah, it, Darrell. Thank thanks for dropping by. Appreciate oh, it. Oh yeah, thank you for having uh, me, man. Great stuff. Uh, Nate's gonna hang around. We'll bring Blake Dermott back in. My gosh, another guy just walked in the door, man. You you pull some strings, hey. Nate. Uh, another guy with a great cup ring is gonna talk to us when we come back. Uh, you're listening to live coverage uh, right here on 6:30, Chad, right from the site of the Great Cup Festival. Back after this. 6.30 Chad, live from the Grey Cup Festival. Coverage all day long and tomorrow. Uh, brought to you in part by Jiffy Lube. While you get playoff ready, they make sure your vehicle is winter ready. Visit JiffyLubeService.ca. And brought to you in part by Crystal Glass. Because it's not just a quarterback who appreciates a clear view. Call 310-GLASS or visit CrystalGlass.ca. And Natea Jace brought another high-profile guest yep. in. Another guy wearing a Grey Cup ring from 2015 yep. is uh, is in our studio. Natea, take it away. I got Kendall Lawrence with me. You guys might know him. As a speedy burner who had a lot of kick returns back <laughs> in 2015. Kinda, how you feeling, man? Man, I'm feeling great. Uh, just getting over the, the growing injury, and uh, I'm great now. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, over the past year, you became a full-time Edmontonian. Can you talk to, talk to me about that and uh, how, how the city's been treating you? Man, the city's been great. You know, no complaints about Edmonton. Ever since I've came to Edmonton, I've always loved Edmonton, and I feel like it's my second home. So, you know, just being here for a while has made it really easy. Uh, the only hard thing is adjusting to the weather. Trust me, I'm still getting used to it, too, and I'm from Canada. Uh, it's Great Cup week. Uh, Great Cup Festival is here. Uh, you won a Great Cup in 2015. Uh, tell me about your favorite, most favorite memory from, from that year and then ending with the Great Cup. Uh, my most favorite moment that year, man, uh, it's, it's too many to, to count one. But, you know, just uh, being together with a group of guys that, that you, you never had no doubt you know that you were going to win the game no matter what went on. So that was probably one of my biggest memories. And, you know, after winning a Great Cup, you know, uh, I didn't win the state title in high school. I didn't I didn't get an NFL title, but I got me a, a, a Great Cup title, man. I'm, I'm proud of it, and I like the ice on my finger, and uh, I'm thankful for that, man. Uh, yeah, uh, then we have the festival here in Edmonton. Uh, you're a full-time Edmontonian. Have you seen anything like this festival? Uh, I have not, man. This is uh, this is pretty awesome. Uh, I, I love Edmonton even more for you know for showing the Great Cup love like this, and uh, I'm glad that I was able to come out here and check out some of the events. What well, what has been your favorite uh, ride, zipline, jump, uh, <laughs> bungee jumping? Like, what's been your favorite ride this uh, this week? Uh, Maybe the bungee jump. Even though I didn't jump, I got to suit up, and I got to take a picture, so it looked good. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You didn't jump. That's the wait. best way to bungee Hold jump. Hold on. Man. You didn't jump. You just put on the suit, and, and, and then what happened? I put on the suit. I got up there. I didn't like it. I came down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly, we, we went. But, wait, but you got a picture, though, right? That's the most important thing. So if anyone's not listening now and you're showing a picture. It's not like you okay, didn't look but... good. It's not like you didn't look good. You right. just, I ain't jumping. <laughs> right, man. Honestly, we did a, a video yesterday, and they wanted me to go on all the rides, and I, I watched everybody do it, and I was like, no. So I, I know how you feel on that one. Uh, I want to ask you, Kendall, we, we were asking the other guys who are in here, uh, Darrell Walker and, and Blair Smith, about the game in 2015. Is there is there one play you remember that really stands out for you, one play that you're going to remember the rest of your life from that game? From the Grey Cup game, one play. Um, the play when we went down and, and kicked the last field goal. Like, I just I just knew that was going to happen because Whitey's a good, uh, Whitey's a great kicker. And uh, I just knew whenever we 
solidified that point and it put us on top, I knew we were going to win the game and I knew we were going to be champions. Indeed, excellent stuff. Uh, what are you doing now? What, what's uh... Man, right now I'm just I'm just training, staying in shape. You know, I'm waiting on my next opportunity uh, and just just letting all clubs know that I'm ready to go and I'm back in full action. So, what do you like tomorrow? Those Calgary Stampeders or the Ottawa Red Blacks? Man, that's that's a tough call. Being, being two two rivals. Basically, yeah, you know, being. <laughs> but um, I, I'm gonna go with the Texas guy, Bo Levi. You know. Um, so that's that's what I'm gonna go with. Matei is shocked right now, and bro, he's now bro. questioning his friendship with you. <laughs> bro, you cannot say that on these airways. I'm sorry, you cannot say that. No, man, you know I'm a, I'm a competitive guy. I love sports, and I love to see people at their best. And you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna stick with my my uh, my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Kendall, thanks for coming by. Appreciate it. Enjoy the game tomorrow. All right, thanks for having me. Good to see you again. Great Good stuff. Uh, Kendall Lawrence, uh, member of the 2015 Edmonton Eskimos, the Great Cup Championship team, and. Uh, Hopefully we'll see him back in the league soon. He says uh, he says he's got a message for all the GMs. He's ready, right? Ready, he's ready. ready. All right, uh, Kendall Lawrence is ready. So give him a call. Uh, we're just about close to wrapping up here. What? Um, we got a couple. We could go another two ago. hours if we wanted. I know we could go. It's been great. Natay, you've been great bringing you lining up great guests. I'll tell you that. I that's appreciate it. Sure. It's been fun. I just feel like we're back in the locker room, so that's it's awesome. Uh, Blake, you got about sixty seconds. How's your day? <laughs> What do I know in 60 seconds? Um, well, you know, thanks for having me on here for the three minutes that I stood here and talked for the last hour and a half. It's been great. Uh, sounds an awful lot like doing regular games with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you invoice, though, okay? Yeah, I, will, I haven't invoiced yet this year. I'm, I'm remember, piling it on. Remember, there's no... I and team, but there's two at invoice. Okay, remember that. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Uh, well, you're, you will get lots of time to talk tomorrow. You're going to yeah. be with us uh, in studio at 2 to 4 o'clock. We're going to do a pregame show, yeah. uh, get everybody set for the football game. Uh, what's your take on this game? Just give us a little preview. Well, um, you know, I I, uh, I, I think that that uh, everything that I've picked up until this game, I've been wrong. Mm. And uh, I, I know I was bragging about it the, the last time we were on the air, but picking the winner for the last two years. I got a feeling that uh, I think it's going to be the guys in red because a number of, like Rod said, uh, uh, I, I think it's real difficult for a team to lose three in a row. Uh, but I also think that uh, uh, because I picked Calgary, if Calgary does win, then I'm right. If Calgary does, uh, if Calgary does lose. Then You're I'm still happy. happy. Yeah. Right? yeah, perfect. All right. So that's Blake Dermott. We had he mentioned Rod. Rod Connor, Hall of Famer, was in former Eskimo. We had uh, Darrell Walker. Uh, we had uh, Kendall Lawrence. We had Blair Smith. Uh, we had Johannes Utra. Did I miss anybody? Uh, uh, we had oh, podcaster Ryan and, and uh, uh, Empire Andrew. Uh, indeed. So from the uh, uh, Canadian, great, yeah, it was a great lineup. Uh, I think we're gonna have it up online, so you guys can. Uh, that's right. If you missed any of the show, you can go back and hear it at six thirty chet.com. It'll be up there, and uh, we're gonna do it all over again tomorrow. We'll talk a little more football tomorrow, though, as we get set for uh, for the game. Uh, on the Brickfield of Commonwealth Stadium, the uh, Calgary Stampeders and the Ottawa Blacks in Grey Cup 106. The festival is going to end tonight. If you haven't come down yet, get down here because it's just a great, uh, great site and a great time. If you have been down here, uh, if you are down here, be safe, have fun, and uh, go shake the hand of a Calgary Stampeder fan. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll be a little bit more it's okay this accepting week. to what might happen tomorrow. So anyway, uh, 2 o'clock tomorrow right here on 6 Street Jet for a pregame show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Dave, awesome stuff. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You betcha. Look forward to it, Morley. Thanks.
location. Stay with me. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.